Hey y'all, this is a preview to the latest premium subscriber only episode to Champagne Sharks. So what you're hearing is a small clip of a longer episode that is available over on patreon.com forward slash Champagne Sharks. And it's available to premium subscribers who pay $5 a month. And if you want to hear the rest of the episode, go over to patreon.com forward slash Champagne Sharks and subscribe for only $5 a month. You get not only access to this episode in its entirety, but to the whole backlog of premium episodes, which at this point is over 100 episodes at this point. So it's a great deal. So without further ado, here is the preview, and I hope we see you on the other side at patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks, where you can hear the rest. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a very personal movie, but in a bad way. Like she just had some gripe she wanted to work out and was trying to pretend that it had a larger universal meaning. But I just think she had some problems with some white girls and had a crush on a white boy in college. And this was her diary. That's what it felt like. This didn't feel like it had anything to do with anything. And she just drew in hot button issues to give it the fake appearance of universality or because you know, she didn't have any interest in anything. Like, what was the point of the Rachel Dolezal thing? Nothing. What was the point yeah. of the slavery? Nothing. The founders, everything they brought up was just like Twitter. Well, not only that, T, we, we, we talked about this before you came on. There were absolutely zero black men in this movie. No, not at all. Not even just not not only not even not in the movie, right? Not even extras, but not even were they not only were they not characters in the movie, they're never mentioned. They That's never true. say they never like I point out earlier in, in the show, they don't even say black people. They always say black women. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They always said, "Oh, we're the few black women on campus." We're you know they they always talk. Well, black women aren't in this position, or black women. They never once say black people or our people or our community. But but you know it's funny. That's what discourse is becoming like now. Uh, I started calling them um, disaggregationists instead of uh, like inter- <laughs> intersectional because 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 all they're trying to do is like disaggregate. They're trying to break out black women into their own race or group or whatever. And I feel like this was like the most stark example of it. You know what I mean? Like even like, even one of even one of T's favorite people, and I'm saying that tongue in cheek. I, I ain't gonna say what I call her, but she is on Twitter, and she's even tweeting about it. That girl, her name is um, Chandra Shanda, and I noticed that she's what's annoying. She, what's what's her name? Oh, oh, that woman, Shanda Prescott. Something. Yeah, she's fucking annoying. But yeah. even she said in here, I'm looking at her tweets. She goes, "Where are the other black students?" Yeah. There are none. And why would you go to a school that's no black people? I just, I can't figure, there's no prestige in the world that makes me go, oh, let me go someplace where they don't fuck with niggas because clearly so, they don't so, fuck with them. So I want to get T's opinion on this because me, me and Vita was talking about this before you got on. It almost seemed like they went out of their way to go to this school. Well, well, Both well, of them. Well, well, that's the way I felt with the whole um, video that was going around where those... Uh, that black girl went to Brigham Young University and it's like 0.5% black people in the state or whatever. And then they're going around asking white kids how many black friends they have. And it's like, mm-hmm. how many black friends do you have? You're in, you, you chasing these white people all the way to Brigham State University and then you're going to harass them about, you know, you know, they were trying to blackmail and browbeat white people into being their friends and sleeping with them. And it's just so annoying to me. Like, why do you want to be where you're not wanted so badly? And that's what this movie kind of touched on a little bit, because with the student, Jasmine, it almost seemed like when she got to that campus, 
her number one goal was to assimilate into into whiteness because when she got there, she had curly hair. Then all of a sudden, just like that, it was straight. But, she but, goes. But, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. What was your high school like? Because she wasn't from the hood, but somehow did she just have great white people around her? And well, somehow, well, where she was fucked, the first. Well, this is where the director fucked up. Yeah, the director fucked up thinking that because it's the state of Washington that there is that there is no um, hood there, and she picked the most hood city for this actress to say in the movie where she's from. She says she's from Tacoma. Tacoma is the fucking hood. So they didn't even do the research to make her say that she's from another city. If she would have said she's from Olympia, Washington, then okay, yeah, I get it, okay? But you remember she's sitting in the office talking to the Rachel Dolezal character and she's going on and on and on about how I did, I'm, I'm, I'm not from the hood. I'm from the suburbs and I went to school and I got great grades and I was whatever the hell, honor student or whatever it was. So when she's going through saying all of that, she's talking about she's from Tacoma. And I'm like, why would you say they didn't do any research? They just pointed out to what the whitest state was, which is Washington or Oregon or Iowa. And they say, OK, yeah, yeah that, that'll work. So it's just, you know, it's, I don't know. It's almost like, you know, like I was saying, telling Vita, you know, when 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 she's at the party dancing and she's got her eyes closed and she's dancing around and stuff, she's in she loves it. But it wasn't until she got it was almost like her nigga wake up call when they started playing the rap song and they, and all the white students started singing the song and saying the N word. And it was like, oh, shit, that's our nigga wake up call. So I just thought that was really odd. I didn't even understand the plot. Like, I don't get the plot. Like, was the Rachel Dolezal masterminding the whole thing? Was she, yeah, that's what I thought. Was she under the bed? <laughs> was the witch even real? Was she gaslighting the girl into thinking the witch was real? Was she just a coincidental pl- plot? Like, 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 was she the master villain? Was she just what? Like, what was the master villain? Was there a witch? Was the was, witch? Was the witch really just another student just gaslighting the black people? Yeah, I mean, nothing. There was like no. All this person wanted to do was string together a bunch of socially conscious Twitter threads and disguise them as movie scenes, mm-hmm. and did not even care if the overall thing made sense because she just wanted to make some kind of weird point about white people don't love me enough yeah um, white people as a student and as faculty yeah exactly exactly but she had to kind of she couldn't just have a movie whining about her journal so she had to have a fake plot but she wasn't even really caring that much about the plot made sense she's just like one sudden that felt like get out like none of it cohered into anything i don't understand what the point was the rich who was the white woman that she saw in the bed you know right uh, that that was the past was that a supernatural happening or not? Was there any connection to what was happening with the Rachel Dolezal lady? Like when the Rachel Dolezal lady was revealed, I thought they were gonna do like like, like remember I get out when it was revealed that, that the family was kind of creepy. Suddenly yeah. you find out that the family was behind everything that happened up until then, or something like that. But this thing was like, hey, the Rachel Dolezal lady's revealed. Okay, well that's it. She's a Rachel. Well, I thought Dolezal. she was gonna like flip out, go crazy, try to kill her or something like that. Like that. Okay. I would yeah, be like, oh, okay, this this makes sense that she's going to try to kill her because she wants her spot, you know? But I also thought they were going to tie her into everything else. So the Rachel Dolezal lady is like, okay, you found me out. I actually killed the black girl, too. You right. Know? I right. didn't like that bitch. And she was uh, pointing in on my spot. And, and you know, whatever. I, th- I thought somehow the Rachel Dolezal was going to be the thread that tried that tied everything together. But it was almost like she was her own independent plot. And nothing before then was... Um, Explain. I mean, I, I don't know how you feel about it, Vita. Maybe you saw some kind of uh, overarching thread that tied everything together, and maybe we missed it. Because I'll admit, I fell asleep a couple of times. 
I think Vita, I think Vita went somewhere. I don't know where she went. Oh, okay. But I kind of I kind of did the same thing too. I kind of tuned out for a second because it was like, okay, when you tell me, you know, like I was telling Vita, me and Mario are horror 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 aficionados. We love horror movies. So I'm looking for the horror. I'm not seeing it. So I guess the horror is being a black woman on a predominantly white campus. Yeah, that's the problem. This was specifically their horror. That's what I'm saying. This thing was too personal. Like, there's only a very narrow amount of people. And we saw them on Twitter who, you know, this is like their big horror. Like, you know, will will the white girls get jealous of me if I get with the, you know, top white boy in the school? Right. Will the... Will they like my my natural hair? You know, right? Uh, am I gonna, you know, are people gonna think, mistake me for being from the hood? Like somehow that was such a big horror. Like that, that the woman said she was from the hood when she wasn't. Like you know, like but for most people, it's like, like these aren't like the big anxieties of our lives. No, and you know, even I mean, I went to a predominantly white school. I mean, I went to Portland State University. So, but what I found was because I actually did a lot of work on trying to find mentorship programs for African-American students on predominantly white campuses. I did a lot of research on this, right? And what I found is a lot of black students, if not all, will either, if they're not athletes, they'll join Greek, Greek uh, sororities and fraternities. They'll join up with other black people and get into other groups, whether it's a BSU or something like that. Damn near all black students do this. And it all ranges based on age. If you're an older student, you probably don't do that too much because you got other things going on in your life. But for the kids that's coming straight out of high school. So for them to not include that in this movie, it really made it unrealistic. I'm looking for interviews with the woman. And here's some interviews, right? So this is Harper's Bazaar. And it goes, Jasmine Moore, played by Zoe Renee, is an incoming freshman who sees very few other black students on her campus. She gradually faces nightmares and even hate crime level harassment. What did her character represent for you? How does she develop in her in the writing process? And I'm sure this is not going to surprise you at all because we already guessed that, you know, these people can only write about themselves. But there's one problem with themselves, with these people. They're self-obsessed, but not self-aware. What I mean right, by that they have is no self-awareness. Yes. All they do is think about themselves and talk about themselves and depict themselves, but they don't actually know anything deep about themselves. Right. So they can't actually delve deep into who they are. They can just talk about themselves. But all they can do when they talk about themselves is talk about what everyone else did to them or what's wrong with everyone else. Right. So, so if you even notice with Jasmine, you have no idea what's going on with her. You have no idea. Like, for example, it would have been interesting if they kind of delved into Jasmine. Why did you go to an all-white school? Why does it right. bother you so much that you that she thinks you're from the hood? Right. Is, but... For her to do that with Jasmine and make Jasmine three-dimensional, she would have to ask those hard questions of herself. So all she can do is just put Jasmine in that situation and talk about how everyone else did Jasmine wrong because that's where these people are on social media. So, you know, in a social justice... It's always somebody else's fault. Yeah, it's always somebody else's fault. And and they don't have to change. It's it's everyone else and the circumstances in the system. Right. So here's her answer. The character of Jasmine is, in many ways very close to the person who I was when I started college as an undergraduate. A big surprise there. But interestingly enough, I was somewhat in denial about that through parts of the writing process. So she's writing about herself without admitting to herself she's writing about herself. I think that my process in making the film was allowing myself the vulnerability to fully identify with Jasmine and acknowledge the ways in which she, like Gail, is a little bit of a mirror of a part of myself and that I had been in some of the same situations as Jasmine, though nothing quite as severe as what she experiences, but she kind of makes it seem like the older professor is the older her and the younger girl is the younger her, but 
she's also afraid to really explore anything negative about those people. So basically, it's just two empty ciphers. I, I thought both of them were just really empty. They were just things that they were just people that things happened to, and they were just wronged by everybody else. But there was no like like me and you can look at that professor. And the student and both think about critiques of them like you know um abita said why does she not try to reach out to any other black students or right what's right. going on here there but this this um movie is afraid to ask any of that and it just makes it very boring because what will end up happening is it will end up exposing those types of people on yes. those campuses because what we would end up finding out is they don't want to be around any other black people. Yep, yep, yep. That's why they're there. They don't want to be. Look, they went into education and became, you know, the, I'm talking about the blue checks. The reason why they came into education and all that type of shit, they don't want to be around any black people. They don't want to be a part of a BSU. They don't want to be with you niggas because they want to be seen a different type of way by white people. You know that's what I'm saying? A, that's a great point. Because because remember when a girl came up to her about the BSU? Yeah. And we get no window into her thought process. Like, how, how does she feel about it? She doesn't right. say anything. You have no idea. Like, what when that black girl gave her the BSU flyer? She, there's no reaction from her. And the only thing she does is tell the white girls, like, why would you tell the white girls and show the white girls a flyer when the girl clearly gave it to I you? I said the same thing. In confidence. I said the exact same thing, T. Yeah. I literally said that same exact thing. I was like, why would you even show them that? It didn't even make any sense to me. And she didn't been, sound like she was relieved. Nope. Right. Nope. But 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 that could have been an interesting thing if they explored that. Like like if they tried to in- interrogate it, like you know, why did she do it and maybe show that she was um maybe a sellout or insecure or maybe she was intrigued. But did you guys get a sense of any feeling she had toward that flyer? Cuz cuz I didn't. I, she's just like a, a no. blank slate. She's an empty vessel. Yes, yes, that's a good one. She's an empty vessel. That's what she is. And but like I said, it's almost like you would believe that this this girl is not black. But I feel like these people are empty vessels to themselves. Because when I read this woman's interviews about the thing, I still get no sense of who she is. You know, I was trying to read her interviews just to get, make some sense out of this thing. And she herself seems to just not have anything interesting to say about herself when they ask her about her process. Like, I think she just watched um, Get Out and then mixed it in with her journal. And her journal is probably very shallow too. And then just put together this thing. But see... I won't lie to you. This actually made me appreciate Get Out a lot more. Oh, yeah. Because it was at least much... I wasn't a fan of the movie originally. I'm still not really a fan of it. It was a lot of things I didn't really care for, especially the end. But I I felt like... That's exactly that. I felt like it had more symbolism and and, and much more subtlety in certain points, right? And it was more realistic. Like, there were things you would actually hear white people say. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. This was like... This was so heavy-handed and so ridiculous that it was just like a joke. It just didn't. It, it wasn't. It wasn't even something I could take seriously. It was almost like she was afraid to say what she really wanted to say. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I was about to step away, but I want to say something real quick. When Vita said heavy-handed, the most heavy-handed thing was when she had the insecure night with the um, with the um, white kids, and in the very next scene, she she she, she has a, she has a press perm, like super. Flat. It's like, come on, like that's so heavy-handed. What you're trying to say, but right. But to me, I didn't even buy that she would have a natural to be even begin with. Like, they never even made it seem believable as someone would even have natural hair. Yeah. Well, even not only that, but it didn't even show us how she was straightening her hair. Like, <laughs> like yeah. how was she even doing that shit? Yeah. Like, was she, was she in the bathroom? The as yeah. self-conscious, right? As self-conscious as she is 
Um, exactly. Where was she even getting the pro- products from? Because I'm guessing she didn't bring one with her, you know, uh, bring a hot comb with her. But even if she did, where was she going to do her hair? Where are you going to use a hot comb? Please tell me where you were going to do this. And you're in the middle of a white area with an, an Amish country or some shit. I mean, so the movie never like, leaves the campus. We never see her go into town, go to the, the store. We don't see anything. That's the other thing. Even if you're on a white campus, would you not be looking for the black people in the community around you? None of this made any sense to me. None of it. Like, I, I went to a college that was predominantly white, you know, and the black people that Although were there. it's in South Central. I was just about to say that. Yeah. I went, I was just about to say that. So I was, I'm a school that's predominantly white. Black students, a lot of black students who were there, a lot of them were, a lot of them were black kids who did not grow up around white people. One of the and things. Then, and most of them, I'm guessing do, most of those students were not from LA. Oh, no, no, no. They were from all types of other places. Maybe the most, I think, one girl's from Orange County, and that tells you a lot right there. But she, but even her, but all of them, the first thing they couldn't wait to do was explore the community and get to find the black people. And where did black people hang out in L.A.? And all that. That's the first thing they always wanted to do. So I was so lost. <laughs> like, is she not trying to even go off campus to find black people? Like, what are you doing? This story made no sense. I'm trying to figure out how she got her hair done. Was it a oh. wig? Like, what are you doing? All right. So that was a preview. If you like what you hear and you want to hear the rest of the episode and a hundred more episodes, then by all means, go over to patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks. Take care, y'all.